601, we getting bit, getting bit, buck bites, buck bites, hey, 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 yeah. Coming at you live with your boy, Big Buck, from the 985 to the 601, coming to teach you what we know, son. It's another edition of Buck Bites, and today, we're going to talk about them church notes, them church notes, you know, about the Holy Lord, the Holy Bible, mm-hmm. Yes, indeed, because that's the man that we got to thank each and every day. Let me give you a little background on this Bible. You know, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people don't like going to church and ain't nothing wrong with that. But I mean, the best thing about going to a house of worship is being around more people that are trying to be Christ-like or that are Christ-like. You know, um, everybody in the house of the Lord isn't going to be the best. I mean, they're still sinners. I mean, just because you are considered a Christian doesn't mean that you are going to be without sin. I mean, cause you're still going, still going to be days where you're sinning, still going to uh, mess up and fall short. And you still going to have to ask for forgiveness, you know, uh, because I mean, Jesus died on the cross to wash away our sins each and every day. He knew what sins we were going to commit before we even did it, you know, but the main thing is you have to try to repent and continue to turn away from that old sin so you won't go back to it and that's the that's the whole moral of it that's the basis of it so you have to try to do better each and every day because you, people ask why can't i get a second chance well your second chance is tomorrow you messed up today but let's try to make your second chance a better day tomorrow but let me tell y'all this i got this bible you know, i don't know a lot of y'all Notice Big Bucks done cut his hair off now as well as he's done uh, lost a lot of weight. I mean, I'm doing pretty good. I was about 315, but now I'm like 264, 258 in between that range trying to get trying to get back down, you know, trying to get that 200. But uh, one day I was walking all the way from my apartment all the way to the train station down here in Hattiesburg. You know, real nice place. Just uh, took me a little break over there. And one day a guy was asking me, he said, hey, man, do you mind if I give you this Bible? And I was like, uh, but yeah, sure. I mean, I've had a few at the house, but I mean, to be honest, I mean, I surely wasn't picking them up and not saying I wasn't picking them up just cause I, cause I don't love the Lord. It's just, I've been lacking, you know, the uh, lacking in reading the word really, but, uh, just trying to do better at that. And I guess that was just a sign from the Lord that day. It was just like, he already had one of his disciples out there working, you know, sharing the gospel. And I mean, he gave me a whole new Bible. I mean, he gave it to me for free. Didn't have to pay anything. The only thing that was really kind of struggle was just, I was really just like, Oh man, I really don't have anything to hold it with. Cause I had my, my big, my big Yeti cup full of water. I was staying hydrated because I mean, man, if you walk all the way from fourth street, all the way downtown, man, that's a, that's a, that's a walk. If y'all don't know, whew, it's a good, mm, I'd say probably about, a good four or five miles, you know, total, maybe back and there and back. I mean, I'm not the best on math, but it's a long walk to be walking 
and you not having no water because you will be parched, parched. So, but thankfully I had some water as well as thankfully the Lord sent one of his disciples out there sharing that word. So now I got this free Bible along with the others I do have. That's now in my possession. But before we start this really podcast kicking it off though, I'm going to start it with a prayer. Lord, we thank you for this great day, not only just today, but for each and every day, Lord, not for just blessing me up, but for my friends and family with life and breath in our lungs each and every day, Lord. Lord, there are days where you take people away, but you also birth, you give life into this world where you have taken away. Lord, we thank you for giving us life each and every day to do our best to try to be better like you because Lord, there's no way that we can ever be you because Lord, you are the most holy, the most true, the most powerful and graceful. Lord, there are so many times where we mess up, but Lord, you still pick us up when we mess up. Lord, and we thank you for that. Lord, continue to do that. Lord, as when we fall short, Lord, let us always come back humbly on bended knee to, for forgiveness, Lord. Lord, let us try to fix our eyes as well as our hearts on you, Lord, so that we can be better people like you, as well as we can go out unto go out unto among the nations and make disciples for you, Lord, as well as we're trying to better ourselves. Lord, as we try to as we wake up each and every day, Lord, Lord, let us pray for the people to and fro, wherever they may go, to and from work, wherever they may go, Lord. As school has started back, Lord, pray for our young kids, high schoolers, middle-aged middle, middle aged adults that's in college, as well as senior adults that's still trying to go back and get an education, and so on. Pray for our teachers as well, Lord, so that you will be with them as they try to educate the future of the world, Lord, because long ago, before we even had a building called a schoolhouse, Lord. We've always had teachers and philosophers, Lord. Let those educators be a new light unto these children and these people so that they can share their education and their knowledge, not only with their families at home, but they can share it with the world so that they can make a difference, Lord. Lord, continue to bless the families and the homes of the people with the sick as well as the hurt, Lord. Lord, in Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Before, since we didn't gave glory to God already, let me let me give a shout out to somebody that's been helping me out for a good long time uh, here lately. Uh, y'all have been noticing that Big Buck just doesn't do a normal little, you know, intro, just like coming at you live anymore. You know, it ain't just that. You noticed if you've been listening and paying attention, I've started to have some background music as well as an intro and outro music now. So. I'm trying to keep that up, and I just wanted to sh give a shout out to Moses Anderson from Columbia, Mississippi. Man, hey, I appreciate the beat, man. All my friends, we vibing with it. We vibing with the buck bite sound. Wow, wow, wow. So keep on doing that thing, Moses. Keep on, keep on doing it, bro. Cause it, and it, I tell y'all, it was real funny. Like I said, we talking about the word, the Lord's word today. And Moses and Aaron. Moses and Aaron, where we meet up? At the gas station. Didn't know each other from Tom, Dick, and Harry, but hey, we sure enough came together. We made that podcast work, though. But no, today, we're going to talk about my church notes that I took this past Sunday on August the 14th of 2022. So, 
we st first started off in the word the, the word of Exodus. So let me tell y'all what Exodus we was in chapter we was in Exodus chapter thirty two verses seven through eight. So let me get there for you, and I'm gonna read y'all the verse, and then we gonna go we gonna decipher it. Because that's the main thing. A lot of people always say they don't understand the Bible. And it is. The Bible is a very, uh, it's a very hard thing to understand if you really haven't broke it down before. And I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Big Buck don't understand everything that he reads in the Bible. Sometimes he has to go to somebody and ask for help as well as he has to read it over and over. Because, you know, practice makes perfect. You know, some things that you hear the first time really don't make sense. So you might want to just reread it. You know, like they said, when you fall off a bike, try, try again. So we're going to go ahead and read Exodus chapter 32, verses 7 through 8. So, and the Lord said unto Moses, and what are we talking about? Moses Anderson, shout out to him. Nah, we talking about Moses Aaron's brother. <laughs> but anyway, and the Lord said unto Moses, go get thee down for thy people, which thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt, have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made them a molten calf and had, have worshipped it and have sacrificed the re unto, thereunto, and said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which have brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. So, basically, what's that saying is, I know, uh, also, this this Bible's in the King James Version, so that's why they got them old yees and these, you know, all about them ABCs back then, you know, they was trying to learn. But no, uh, the main thing what that scripture is saying right there is that Moses, you know, he led the he led the expedition. He was freeing the people from Pharaoh's rule, basically, out of, and so he led the Exodus away from Pharaoh. He led all the he led the people out of Egypt from Pharaoh's rule. And so they were walking in the desert with Moses and they were trying to get to the promised land and whatnot. But what happened was the people that were walking with Moses, they, they got their eyes off of the Lord. They weren't thanking the Lord anymore for sending Moses to free, to free them from slavery and captivity. What they started to do was they started to doubt God. They were like, Oh, well, if God could do this, why is it that he, they say if God's all so powerful, he saved us, he sent Moses to save us, why is it that he just don't bring us to the promised land already? So they started to lose faith in the Lord. And what they did next was when it says, when it says that they turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them, which is the Lord, he commanded them, they had made a molten calf. So they took lots of gold and whatever silver whatever prized possessions that they had in the land excuse me and they melted it down and made a golden calf statue which that is what they sacrificed to and that that's what they started praying to basically which that became one of their their that became their god that became an idol to them which in the 10 one of the 10 commandments says shall not have any other gods or idols before besides me. So that was a, a major rule that they broke then because you're supposed to only honor one God, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, you're supposed to honor thy mother and father, but you're supposed to honor the Lord Jesus Christ above all. And so they broke that rule. And 
lot of things that they just lost. They lost track of mind of what they were supposed to be doing. But no. So the basis of that scripture is that they 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 took their eyes off the Lord. They they stopped basically praising and thanking the Lord for sending Moses for him getting them out of slavery, for them getting them out of Egypt. You know, because they were just like, oh, if the Lord could do this, why can't he help us here? Why can't he? Why isn't he helping us now? Why is it that he's making us walk? And so they started to build a calf statue and that basically took their foresight as well as their love and their admiration and praise for the Lord Jesus Christ off of Jesus. And they started to praise the calf, making it seem like that the calf was going to change their whole life around that they that the calf was giving them abundance of food and life and just so many blessings which that wasn't in it that was never it the the lord was still blessing them but sometimes you know the lord will make us see the light of day with some of those things the lord will the lord will humble us you know and so but the lord will humble us with, with some things, you know, he'll, he'll let us continue to, uh, mess up until I, I say he'll, he'll continue to let us mess up until we straighten up. Let's say it like that. You know, the next book that we read in this is first John chapter two, verses 15 through 17. Love, not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth for it forever. So what's that basically, basically saying in verse 15, it says, love not the world, neither the things that are in it. So there's nothing wrong with liking because like and love is totally two different things like you back when you was in pre-primer school they say oh do you like this girl do you love this girl because you ain't gonna just marry somebody you like you gonna love somebody you gonna you gonna marry somebody that you love and the love that you have for jesus christ that should not go above anything else if you are loving things in the world that's not of the father you, you you don't have love for jesus christ first you shouldn't love there shouldn't be any other love Besides the Lord, the Lord, the love for the Lord that comes before him. If you love flowers more than the Lord, that's that's not it. The Lord has blessed you to see, breathe, as well as eat and walk on your two feet. But if you loving everything else before him and not giving him the praise and the glory, nah, that, that, that's, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. That's not the way to do it because you're supposed to love nothing but him. Uh, you're supposed to love him first because... That's what happened in Exodus. Is they loved Jesus. They did. They they loved and they cared for him. But just because they were walking for a long distance of time, they started to lose track of what their love interest was. They forgot. They forgot who was giving them those abundance of blessings. And so that's when they started to build the calf and started to idolize that instead of idolizing the Lord and giving Him the glory, thanking Him for the things that they have done thanking him for the crops that they've blessed them to bestow in the fields and the yields and all the yields of crop. Forgot to bless, forgot to honor and bless him for the abundance of families that they were blessed to see and have, you know. And sometimes in life, we, we end up doing that. We forget 
who we should be thanking for this. Like you've always wanted oh, like, oh man, oh Lord, thank you. You might say, oh, I really need to study hard for that test. I need to study hard for that test. And you know, there ain't nothing wrong with praying before a test. Cause that, I'll tell you, Big Buck used to pray all the time before a test, especially a math test. I can't stand math, but I would just say, Lord, let me remember these rules, these formulas, everything I have to do, let me remember this, let it retain the information in my mind so that I can do good on this test and I can continue to go forward, you know, because I know without him as well as having the Lord bless a good teacher to teach me, I wouldn't be anywhere where I am without him, you know what I mean? Because if it wasn't for the certain people that the Lord placed to be educators in my life, now I wouldn't I wouldn't have continued to succeed along that path. I would have been stuck as well as if I wouldn't have given him the glory saying, Oh, I did that and being prideful, that's where you fall up. That's where you fall and mess up. You always want some of us always want to take the pride and they want to take the accomplishment for ourselves and not want to give the glory, you know. They don't want to give the honor and praise. They want to be prideful and selfish but you can't be doing that because the lord needs his praise because if it wasn't for him we wouldn't be nothing but for all but verse 16 says for all that is in the world the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father but is it is of the world so what that's basically saying is all the things that we like to do, lust, you know, lust ain't just sinful desires. Lust of the flesh is sinful desires. Uh, lust of the eyes is thinking lustful thoughts on women, men, whatever. Uh, sometimes thinking of just evil, cruel thoughts, you know, just thinking about hurting somebody. And lust of the pride of life, you know, just being prideful and boastful, just not trying to... Uh, I guess you would say give homage to the one up high, you know, not trying to give glory because trying to make it seem that you didn't need the Lord to do this because there are some times where there are some times where you just say, oh, why me, Lord? Why did this happen to me? Why, 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 why me? Why me? But that sometimes be the only times some of us ever call on the Lord is just whenever bad things happen. And that's not the way it should ever be. You should call on the Lord. The first thing that you should do when you wake up in the morning, it doesn't have to be reading the Bible. It'd be a good thing to have that quiet time with him. But that doesn't mean that you have to have that. You don't you don't have to read the Bible just to have a conversation with Jesus. The best thing that I like to do is in the morning when I wake up, I'm sometimes I'm sometimes still laying down. Most of the, most of the time I'm laying down in the bed. Uh, some people, they get on. Uh, bended knee and they pray for however long they decide to pray and talk to Jesus but it doesn't matter as long as you are having that that connection with Jesus and thanking him for the things that you are blessed with and not just that because that's one as you heard in my prayer I don't always just I don't thank the Lord for the blessings that I've received I try to bless I would like the Lord to continue to bless not only me, my friends, and my family, but my foes and my bros, the ones that do me wrong and right, you know, the ones that, that be on the street at night, you know. And what I mean by that is just people, homeless people, that people ain't got no place to go because as well as the people that go to and fro, driving to and from work, I like to try to bless, I would like the Lord to bless all of these things because there's 
so many things that happen in one day. I mean, we got these things called smartphones. Now, they really ain't smart because they just really controlling everybody. But some people don't understand that. That's that's another lustful thing, lustful desire that we all try to stay in tune with because we always like to see, oh, what's Kim K and, and old Skeet doing? Oh, what's Kim K and Ray J or Kanye doing? Oh, what's Jake Paul doing? What's Andrew Tate doing? What's all these, Theo Vaughn, whatever it may be. Why everybody's just trying to stay up to date on this fast paced thing right here, but that ain't that ain't what we're supposed to be doing because we'll put pride, we'll put lustful thoughts as well as ideas all up in this phone trying to seek after them, but we ain't never seeking after him, and that's the problem. That's the problem with what we're doing in this world today, and a lot everybody's guilty of it. I definitely am as well, but. The main thing is what we need to try to do is try to have that connection with the Lord because having that connection with him will make you grow not only in his word, but he will grow in your heart and you will start to see uh, you will start to see that you won't need those things anymore. You won't need to have to pick up that phone and just stay glued to it as much. You won't have to you won't think those lustful thoughts. You won't have those lustful flesh thoughts as well as the I those eye temptations when you see people at the gym or when you see somebody walking on the street you just start thinking lustful thoughts you won't you won't think like that anymore you know verse 17 says and the world passeth away in the the lust thereof but he that doeth the will of god abideth forever basically what that's saying is the world's going to one day pass away all this all the stuff that we love and cherish for it's going gonna, it's gonna to come and it's going to go. It's not going to stay forever because one day the, it, the, the rapture is going to come. And when the rapture comes, all of the sinful things in the world, all the luxury things that we have, that's going to be dead and gone. It ain't going to matter no more, especially when we get up to heaven. If you make it up there, it ain't going to matter. You ain't going to be playing no PlayStation 5, no Xbox One, 360, new series. You ain't going to be playing nothing. You ain't going to have your dogs up there. Whatever it is that you take prideful, pride in, lust for of this world, it ain't going to be there. The only thing that you need to be honoring and glorifying is the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the main thing because you, like Jesus sits on the right side of his, on his as Jesus sits on the right side of his father, God, you want to be seeing them yellow bricks of gold up in heaven right next to him. You know what I'm saying? But in the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abide uh, forever. Basically saying that if you do the Lord's will, that you will abide. He will abide in you and you will abide in him forever. So keep the Lord's word not only in your heart. This shirt right here is the return of Jesus, you know. Uh, it's an old shirt that I got from a D now years ago that uh, my pastor, Michael Wilson, was putting on in the small town of Kentwood, Louisiana. But, hey, I've kept the shirt. It's really good. I like it. It's the return of the return of Jesus, you know. And it has this little circle right here because, you know, it's just an endless loop of a guape love that you're trying to return not only to him but to others, you know. You're trying to give that, that love that he blessed and bestowed upon you to others so that people will understand that, you know, no matter what you're going through, come on, let me lift you up because sometimes 
the world that we live in, it will knock you down before it will pick you up. But the Lord, he going he gonna to show you the way and he'll pick you up. He'll save you from that, that damnation and that destruction. But the thing is, you have to be listening. You have to be hearing as well as you have to be reading his word to understand what's going on. Because like I said, there's sometimes in the world that you wonder why, why this happened to me. Why didn't I get this job? Or why did my car get a flat? Or why did I run out of gas? Why me? Why me, Lord? Why, why, why? And you always want to complain. You want to blame God. But the thing is, he ain't the one to blame. Because you have to think about it. Were you making the right decisions? Were you putting yourself in the right position? Were you taking the right the right acts to try to get in that right place. So that's the thing you need to think about. That's the thing you might need to really think about. The pastor Sunday took down some notes. He had three little key notes as well. Uh, but I'm going to read you some of the things that I got from his message. This whole message here is from what he spoke on, but this was my little church notes kind of broke off into my own words. So, we spoke on the lust of flesh, which was our passions. That was which that we care for, you know, because we, like I said, our phones, that's a lot of things that we're very passionate about. A lot of people these days don't go nowhere without their phone, like a wallet, you know, don't go nowhere without a phone or nowhere without them. Apple watches, AirPods, etc. Whatever you're passionate about, that's something that you're really, really lust, lusting for over the, in the world. But, we spoke on lust of the flesh slash our passions. So I said, put to death the things of our past. Don't get hung up on these things of the past. They will take hold of you and take over your life. You won't be yourself. You will be living in the flesh, which is a sinful nature. The devil wants you to feel the goodness of, of the obsession we are obsessed with, which it may be phone, may it be sex, may it be money, may it be any of those things because the devil he wants to make you feel to make you think that you're feeling good that you're feeling all high and happy but the thing is once you get once you get that satisfaction for that 5 10 15 minutes whatever it may be or whatever you're doing then you might go back to being the same and you just want to continue to do it again if you want to continue to go have another drink or you want to have another smoke and then you right after that smoke or that drink you all down and depressed again why is that because it's something that you really don't need it's something that the devil is just trying to tempt you with just to try to get you to continue to say oh you don't need jesus you don't need jesus for this you don't need jesus for that go go to go to go to this for that you know go to that beer that beer will make you happy that that Jack and Coke will make you feel better, you know. That pack of cigarettes, that dip, etc. Blase, blase. The devil wants you to feel the goodness of the obsession that you are obsessed with, but that time will fade, and we will only want more of the so-called goodness, which it really ain't good. But it's really tearing us apart. It's dividing us from not only ourselves, but it's dividing us from Jesus and the people that are around us. So. Say yes to God and not to yourself. That's the main thing we should be doing. And it is hard. It is hard to not say yes to the things that we really, truly uh, like 
like to do because there are some times where people be like, big buck, let's go out to the bar or big buck, let's go get a drink. And there are some times where I will say yes. And there are some times where I will say no. But the main thing is a lot of people say, oh, big buck. Uh, A lot of people tell me it's a sin to drink. Well, it's not a sin to drink. It's a sin to get drunk and then start to have those, have those, the the thought process of, well, not to really even, I don't think you would say it would be a thought process. It's once you get drunk, you know, you don't, some people don't act their selves. Boy, Pat, that hit the spot. I'm feeling better already. Yeah. Well, let's get another round over here. Oh, Mr. Waiter, two more, please. They start to become different. They start to, hey, man, how you doing? Or they just start talking. Some some people talk louder. Some people just say anything that comes off the top of their head. And it, then you think, like, why is that person talking to me like that? Like, you know, sober-minded, that person would never say anything like that to me. He would never say anything about my mom or grandma or whatever. So what's different about him today? When sometimes it may be, may be a drink, it may be... He might be high or whatever, whatever his uh, addiction of the addiction or lustful desire is. That's probably what what's making him say say those types of things, which it ain't right. But that's some things that people do, you know. But we need to fix ourselves on God and not ourselves. The next book we're going to read is Romans 6, chapter 12. Through chapter Romans chapter six verses twelve through fourteen, and I hope y'all keeping up with me. I say you don't have to have your Bible with you. Uh, I'm trying to, like I say, I'm not the best. I'm not the best. If you hear these pages flipping, that's basically Big Buck just trying to find the books of the Bible. Uh, Ruby Schwartz, she tried to teach me, but I didn't learn the best. But hey, I'm doing I'm doing the best that I can, and that's all I can do. You know, thank the Lord for allowing me to do the best that I can do. But Romans chapter 6, verses 12 through 14. We're going to take this piece by piece like a slice of cake. Y'all come on and listen now. So, we're going to take this piece by piece like a slice of cake. So, all right. Let no sin thereof reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. To me, that means that don't let the lustful things of the world dwell upon you. Don't let that lustful thing take hold captive and a part of your mind and your body and your soul because those things aren't forever. They shouldn't be forever. Don't let those addictions become a part of you because if you have the love of Jesus Christ, he can take all that pain and strife out your life. But if you continue to fall fall to that lustful addiction whatever it may be that's where it becomes the problem and it gets harder and harder each and every time for you to say no neither yield ye your members 
as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God, as I was saying, as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. So, uh, see, and then like I say, that the, the Bible itself, it does sometimes get confusing and sometimes you kind of, you have to ponder and you have to think like, what is it that they're really trying to say? So once again, like I said, sometimes you have to reread it again and again. So one thing, so we're going to read it. Neither yield ye, which is you, but your, or, neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. So don't try to spread off any unrighteousness unto anyone else basically is what they're saying, but yield yourselves, you and your, 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 not your followers, but your friends that you're, the friends that you are surrounding yourselves with that you would like to lift up instead of bringing down. Don't bring them down with your sinful addictions, but lift them up with the Lord's grace and glory. That's the main thing of this message. Unto, so, but yield yourselves unto God as those are the are as those that are alive from the from the dead, like rise them up, but and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. So basically, turn away from those things of sinful nature, and basically, like Lazarus did, like Jesus rose Lazarus from the dead, lift lift those people up. Don't bring those people that you're surrounding yourself with with that sinful nature. Don't bring them down as well because they already have enough sinful things that they're doing that they're trying to better themselves with. So if you're trying to focus in on, on yourself and trying to hone in your craft of trying to be better, trying to be more Christ-like, that's something that you should try to do. You should try to continue to lift not only yourself up, but for others. Don't try to bring no one else down in your sinful nature just because you're feeling bad. So it, it, should, it should really be a working together thing. Like I say, that aguape love, the return of Jesus, you should always be trying to show that love for not for him as well as spread it out onto others. For sin shall not have no dominion over you for you. For ye are not under the law, but under grace. You are not, so basically saying that you are not stuck to that lustful addiction. But if you continue to be obsessed and admired by it, that's the way that you will be stuck under it. But you're not, you're not really, but the mind will play tricks on you. You know, the mind will play tricks on you and it will definitely tell you that, okay, yeah, that's what I should be doing. You know, but you know, the main thing that you should be listening to is your heart. Listen to your heart, you guys. That's what you should listen to. We're going to go to, next we're going to go to Colossians 3, 5. I hope y'all all enjoy this message today because this is my first one doing. Uh, a lot of people always told Big Buck that he should be a, be a minister you know, uh, I tell people all the time, I don't know if I could be a minister, but I I think that this podcast right here, I think is going to be really good because, you know, I enjoy all my podcasts, to be honest, because the Lord blessed me with the, the words and the mind to speak, and I'm blessed and I'm grateful for that. But uh, I tell you one thing, I'm very thankful of uh, being able to speak abundantly, you know, and use my crafts for this. So... 
if that is a thing that y'all would like to hear, as well as see me do more of reading out the Lord's Holy Word, I definitely will. But if y'all like it, I hope that y'all continue to listen to it. Subscribe, follow, ring that bell. But the main bell we need to be ringing is Jesus. He said, call it, bring us on home for supper. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. In Colossians chapter 3, verses 2 through 3, it says, Set your affection on things above, but not on things of the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. So what that's basically saying is, is set your affection on things above, which is the Lord Jesus Christ, not on the things of the earth. Don't worry about these things. Don't worry about your car. Don't worry about your job. Don't worry about money. Don't worry about your kids. Don't worry about your kids. Don't worry about your shoes on your feet. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. He's going to take care. He's going to bless you. He's going to bless you to get that car. He's going to bless you to have gas to put in the car. No matter how, how the gas price is, he going to bless you. He going to bless you. It may not seem like he's blessing you just because you ain't getting it quick like that because that ain't how the Lord works. You ain't supposed to just, oh Lord, let me get this real please. Thank you, Lord. I'm so sorry for the sins for blah, 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 blah. Bam. And then outside is a whole string of gold and a gold road. You know, you ain't supposed to have all that. That ain't, this ain't no magic trick with the Lord because you ain't going to pull no wool over his eyes because he knows where you, where your heart lies. Jesus said he'd rather you be uh, really off the fence than just, he'd rather you be off the fence than be on shaking and rattling. Uh, he don't want you to be lukewarm. He'll spit you out, you know? So be whole be wholesome be and be heartful with the Lord. Uh, take pride in his word and take pride in yourself, but don't forget that there is no one else but the Lord. That is the one that you're supposed to be giving glory and honor to. There is no person that you should be trying to praise, glorify, or anything else besides him because he will give you the abundance of blessings. He'll make sure that your kids have money for school. They will have a book sack to have their carry their books, that they will have shoes and clothes on their feet and back. Don't ever think that the Lord will not see it through. It may, like I said, it may not be going your way all the time. And you may think that you have to do this, that, and the third just to get what you need right there, but that ain't it. That's not it. Slow your roll. The Lord's going to show you the avenue, the highways and byways to go. He's going to show you the exact path that you need to walk down. So don't get stuck in this worldly sin that we like to dive ourselves in because it will get us messed up. I got ahead of myself here. I read the wrong verse, but I mean, uh, it's, it's the right verse, but I, I, I jumped before for the lust of our eyes. So to end on the lust of our possessions, Colossians 3, 5 says, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, uncleanliness inordinate affection, evil conspicuance, and covetousness, covetousness, which is idolatry. So basically saying fornication, fornication uncleanliness, uncleanliness, that's such a hard word to say, I don't know why, inordinate affection, evil, conspicuance, and covetousness, all sexual desires or uh, affections for other people, you know, just very, all lustful thoughts and things, 
you need to throw those things away, which, like I say, it's not easy. It's not easy because lust will take a hold of you if you let it, but you have to pray to the Lord. Say, Lord, take these lustful thoughts away from my brain. Lord, thank, take them away from my mind. Lord, let whenever I see or think these things, Lord, Lord, let me remember your word. Lord, let me remember what your word says and let me not think these lustful thoughts and let me hone in on your word. So, Slowly but surely, that's the things that we need to do. The second part of this is lust of lust of the eyes, which is our possessions. Like I say, phones, cars, whatever it may be. Lust of the eyes, our possessions. And like you heard me say, Colossians 3, chapter 2, chapter 3, verses 2 to 3. Set your affections on things of above, but not on things of earth. So don't, like I said, don't be worrying about this phone, this car, this jewelry, whatever it is on this on this planet Earth, don't be worrying about those things because those things are gonna take care of itself. The Lord's gonna make sure that you get that if you really need it. Because like I say, there's two different there's two words and there's a lot of words in this world, but there's two of them: wants and needs. Wants and needs are totally two different things, and a lot of people they don't understand that, and that's why a lot of people go broke. A lot of people don't. A lot of people go broke because they be putting a lot of wants before their needs and they be they don't be putting the needs in front of their wants because people want a PS5 but do they need it? Nah. They need groceries. They need it they need to pay that light bill. A lot of people want that new vehicle. But the thing is if if they really want that vehicle, do they really need it? Nah, because they just probably bought a new vehicle six months to a year ago. So why are you doing all that? Nah. Go on head, Reverend. Go on preach it nah. Mm-hmm. Cause Sometimes you be putting them wants in front of the needs and you can't even pay for pay for the need that you really need to be paying on, whatever it may be. Excuse me, let me drink some more water. That's one thing. All that talking I do, oof, I get tired. I get, I get parched. We're going to go back to the beginning on this next book. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. We used to sing that up in choir. Shout out to old Mary Fett Williams. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Mm, yes, yes, indeed. Tell them, Lord. But no, we're going to go to Genesis chapter 4, verses 2 through 7. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord, which... So, you know, Adam and Eve, they were first. They bore Cain and Abel. I've gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. So basically, so basically, Abel was a ship, shepherd and Cain was a tiller of the ground. So kind of like a farmer, you would say, you know, he's planting and he's tilling the land, making it more fruitful and abundant. So. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock. So he brought the most finest, precious flock of his sheep and everything else that he had in his in his fields, you know, because they were the most precious. That's the ones that he wanted to. He wanted to sacrifice that he wanted to sacrifice to the Lord and he wanted to bestow upon him to say, Lord, you are worthy this much that I'm giving you 
this prize sheep, you know. Shout out to my boy, uh, oh, Reese Tasson. Y'all know a lot of people back in Kentwood, they be, they be showing cows, bulls, whatever it may be. And so imagine that prize, that prize calf that you got. That's basically what, that's basically what Cain was doing. Uh, I mean, that's, I mean, not Cain. That's basically what Abel was doing. Abel was basically giving up his most prized, prized flock, his prized one up to the Lord. And Abel, he also brought uh, the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. So the, the, the fattest and the most, the best, basically. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. He was thankful for that offering because it was his very best that he could ever give. He didn't try to slip by the Lord and say, oh, I'm not going to give him my best. I'm going to give him my least. No, Jesus don't want your least. He wants your best. Whatever you can do, do your best at it, no matter what it is. But unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. So he didn't respect, he didn't respect Cain's offering. And the reason why is Cain was very, was very worth and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, why art thou worth? And why is thou countenance fallen? If thou does well, shall thou not be accepted? And if thou does it not well, send life at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. So basically, Cain was trying to give the 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 worst fruit, the worst crops that he even he ever grown. He was not trying to give God. He was not trying to give the Lord his best. He was not trying to bear offerings to him, the best offering to him. He was trying to give almost something that was not. It was something that wasn't right. It was something about bland, dry probably almost rotten just because he's trying to get by with the bare minimum. You know what I'm saying? But Jesus don't want the bare minimum. He wants the best. He wants the best. So he didn't, he didn't want to, he didn't accept that. And if thou does not well, send life at the door. Because if you don't do your best, that those sinful things will come upon us and they will stay at your door if you're not trying to better yourself, if you're not trying to, if you're going to continue to, if you're not going to give your best, why is it that, why is it that he's going to bestow the best upon you? That's kind of like in a relationship, you know, because um, that's, that's the main thing it is with Jesus is having a relationship with him, you know, having that interaction and those conversations throughout the day uh, with him to keep that interaction with them, to keep keep word of mind, heart, and soul, as well as body uh, intertwined with him and not try to get uh, those lustful thoughts and ideas, um, passion and eyes, as well as of the flesh. So it's like when you have a relationship, say, say for an analogy, like with a boyfriend and girlfriend, uh, you know, Teddy Pendergrass, he say he don't want no 50-50 love. Uh, I mean, he don't want no 80-20 love. He wants a 50-50 love, not no 40-60, not no 80-20. He want a 50-50 love. And a lot of people I've heard, they say, no, nah, I don't want no 50-50 type of love. I want a 100-100. So they want the man as well as the woman to give both 100%. And that's, the, and that's what we need to do with the Lord. We need to give the Lord the most utterly respect, praise, and high and glory 100% as well as what we want in return. Correct? Because if we're giving 100, why is it that somebody else is only giving 20? 
Why is it that I'm putting my whole heart into it, but that person that I'm trying to trying to go after or or say the Lord, whoever it may be, whatever it is, why is that person showing me only 20% of the effort that I'm showing that's 100? So that's not right. That's not fair. So what I said off that is what we wrote, like I said, we're talking about lust of the eyes now, which is our possessions. Set your minds on things of above. Don't get distracted with lustful things of this world. It's definitely hard not to think lustful thoughts, but we must change our hearts first. Once we do that, we can change our mind. We won't have the temptation of the lustful things of this world. We must give the Lord our first of everything, mind, time, and rewind. Let me say that again. We must give the Lord our first of everything, our mind, our time, and rewind. Because the first thing, we got to have a sober mind. And we got to give the Lord our time. Give him your all. That's the main thing. If we can't give Jesus our mind and our time, what are we doing? What are we doing? Because, I mean, Jesus is already up in heaven. He he wants us to be there with him. But like like the old song, you know, I'm not knocking on heaven's door. Jesus is at, Jesus is at your heart. He's knocking. He's knocking. He's waiting on you to open the door. But you, some of us are continuously doing those sinful things, and that's keeping us away from the Lord. That's keeping us away from him. That's making us fall further and further back and not seeing his glory. So we have to, as a people, do better. And like I say, it's not easy. It's not going to happen overnight. Like you say, you can pray tonight and say, Lord, please change my ways. And and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with you saying, Lord, please change my heart, soul, mind, my time, and so I can rewind and change the whole clock of what I've been doing. Let me become a better person. There's nothing wrong with saying any of that. But the thing is, you have to mean it. Do you really want to change? Or are you just trying to see something that you really want that bad, you know? Or are you just trying to get some gratification and glorification from something, you know? you thinking that, like I said, it's not no magic trick. You can pray to the Lord all you want to, but that don't mean that you're going to get everything that you want and ask for quick, time, fast, in a hurry. Because the Lord is going to place those things in your life when it's time for you to have those things in life because like i said a want and a need is totally two different things if you can understand that you you might start to learn something you might start to learn something but hey you got a long way to go we all do proverbs chapter 3 verses 9 through 10 honor the lord with thy substance and with thy first fruits of all thine increase so shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. So basically saying, give the Lord your very utterly best and give him so much that the new fruit will burst abundantly off the new vine that you will have so much. That's that, that that's basically, you bless the Lord with so much fresh fruit, for so much of the ripest, the best fruit. Next time when it's time to, it's in season for those apples, pears, peaches, oranges, whatever it may be. See, don't let that devil distract you right there. Nah, that person just revving on up. But no, don't, whenever you really are trying to give the Lord your uttermost and your very best, make sure you are giving him the 
the, the best that you can give that 100, that 110,000 percent, whatever it may be. So what the verse is saying is you give him your very best of the fruit next time. He's going to bless you abundantly. It's going to be the best. It's going to be bursting full of abundance and great things. And, you know, you just make sure that you are continue to honor and glorify him as well as thank him for those blessings that you have received and, and bestowed upon. Because one thing I always try to say, like we're talking about fruit and food right now. One thing I always try to do whenever I pray, uh, my brother used to always say, uh, why are you, why are you thanking me? And I was like, I was like, what do you mean? I mean, because you know, you, you cook the meal for us, you know? So I never kind of, as a child, I never kind of understood that. Uh, why not thank him, you know, cause for cooking the meal and he was always saying, nah, you shouldn't thank me. You should thank the Lord, which that is true. But one thing I always, uh, what, one thing that I started to do whenever I pray over food, I say, Lord, thank Thank the hands, bless the hands and the feet that have prepared this meal, but not just the hands and feet that prepared the meal. Bless the hands and the feet that drove it, that that drove it from the farm, drove it to the market, that washed it off. Whatever hands and feet that that touched it from from the from the earth all the way to my plate. Bless those hands and feet because you don't know what those people are going through. Those people are breaking those backs. They're breaking their backs just to make a living, just like me and you. So. Not only bless and thank the Lord for the things that he has blessed us with, but bless, let the Lord bless them. Lord, tell the Lord, to bless, let the Lord bless them and bestow blessings upon them for doing their part. Because like I say, we got so many characteristics that, and so many roles that we play in this world. So everybody has a part. So let us continue to do our part and let us be thankful for that part. So. Last one. Now, we're going to do the lust of pride, which is our position. That's our positions in life and whatever we're doing, wherever we're supposed to be. You know, it ain't always where we want to be, but it's where he wants us to be for the time being. So remember that wherever our position in life, it may not seem like it's the right one. But trust me, it's the right one for because the Lord is trying to sometimes if you in a bad spot, you want to. Man, Lord, when can I see a better change in my life? Well, the thing is, are you trying to make that change? I mean, because if you ain't trying to make that change, you ain't going to see better things. You know what I mean? So the lust of pride, which is our position. If you want to live better, throw away the pride of things of this world and of your own thoughts. Change not only the mind, but your heart. It's how you shape your position. Will the position that you are living in, will that be the pride taking over? Or will you fail to humility and humble yourself in your heart? I said, Develop a love of the, of the word. How are you to share the gospel if you aren't reading it for yourself? You can't share Christ if you aren't listening to yourself. So, well, I mean that 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 that's basically really it, you know. And I'm gonna I'm gonna read the, some of them. Up, the last I got, I got five more books I'm gonna read from before, but that's basically like the gist of it, you guys. You know, how is it that we are going to? How are we going to share the gospel if we ain't reading it? Because the gospel is the good news that's coming from this book, you know. How are we going to share it if we don't know it? That's the main thing, you know. That's like saying, oh, 
like listening to a song or watching a movie. Man, have you seen that? Have you seen that Uncharted movie? Oh, man, it's so good. And then like somebody say, no, I haven't seen it. What what you think about it? Oh, man, I don't know. I ain't watched it yet. You know, or say or like, you know, you'd be telling people that it's good. You're trying to say, oh, man, that movie Uncharted is so good. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, what's good about it? Oh, well, I really don't know because I ain't watched it. That's like saying, oh, did you hear that new Kanye West or did you hear that new uh, David Crowder? Did you hear that new Toby Mac? Yeah, I heard it. But what, what song should I listen to? But then you say, oh, I don't know. So how are we going to be sharing these great thoughts and all? How are we going to be sharing these great thoughts with people if we ain't doing it ourselves, if we ain't reading it for ourselves? So that's the main thing. We can't tell people about something if we ain't doing it ourselves because that's like calling the kettle black, you know, calling the, the pot, calling the kettle black. You know what I'm saying? And that ain't how we should roll. That ain't how it go. That ain't how it should go. But hey, in the world that we live in, that's some, that's sometimes how people think that it should, but that's how we get stuck in some situations that we be in. Because they wanna they wanna throw out they wanna throw out some things and they don't wanna listen to the Lord first. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and read these five books and we're gonna keep on. Colossians 3 1 says, If ye then be risen, with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ seeth on the right hand of God. Seek those things that are holy and not unholy. So the things holy of this world, those things will get you to his righteousness. Those things will get you to his His love. But the things of the sin, sinful nature of this world, it ain't going to get us nowhere but to straight damnation. Because if we can't focus in on the Lord, what are we focusing in on? We ain't focusing in on him. We may as well not be even trying, you know? Philippians 3.20 says, For our conversation is in heaven from whence also, from whence our, for our conversation is in heaven from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So, basically saying, that's, that's where that that's the end all gets all for us. That's that's where we're trying to get to. We're trying to be seated to the right hand of God, to the right hand of Jesus. You know, you know, Jesus says, "Go out on, go out unto among nations and make disciples for me." You know, once again, saying share the gospel with so many people as much as you can. You know, like I say, it don't matter even if you. Even if you have become been a drunk, a drug addict, whatever it is, prostitute, uh, got all these lustful things, not saying that, that does not mean that you cannot share the gospel. That does not mean you can't share the you can't share the gospel because one thing I always try to do, I always try to have a chipper attitude, great attitude, man, mentality, mindset about things. You know, there are some days where I get bad and out. You know, I'm not having the best day, but you know. I take a breather and I say, Lord, thank you for this day from letting me see it because I could have been, you could have took me, you could have took me home to be on heaven. You could have sent me to hell, wherever it could have been. Nobody knows because, I mean, you'll know, you'll know as a person if, if your heart really lies with Jesus, you'll know where you're going. You'll know where you're going. But you, but you as a person, you should always remember that 
conversation is heaven. That's that's where we're trying to go. We're trying to get to heaven because when the rapture comes, we don't want to be wondering where are we gonna be at. If we gonna be in heaven or hell, I mean, is Saint Peter gonna say that your name is in the book of life? Uh, I don't know if it's actually Saint Peter because, like I said, I, I don't be in my word as much as I should. But whoever it could be, whoever's up there at that gate that day, whoever it is. Will your name be in the book of life? That's what thing that you that you want to make sure of, that your name will be in the book of life so that you can enjoy the abundances of heaven and so that you can be up there with Jesus, praising, glorifying, and honoring him forever and ever. Let's see. We're going to go to 507. We're going to go to John. Let's see. Then go to the book of John. And for a lot of y'all, when you book of John, it, John, there's a lot of books. Some multiple. They got a book of John, and as well as they got first John, second John, and third John. I think those are three different Johns. They might be kin somewhere along the line. I don't know. But John 17, John chapter 17, verse 16 says. Let me get to it. John chapter 17, verse 16 says, They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. So basically saying those lustful thoughts, they ain't of the world just like Jesus ain't. Jesus ain't of this world. Jesus is, Jesus is beyond this world, really. Jesus made this world. But he is beyond this world. He's greater than this. He's greater than all the things that he's put on this earth. So that's the thing. We should never try to. We shouldn't ever try to. Uh, try to keep and hold on to those things of this world because those the things of this world they ain't gonna get us nowhere. For, still, John, chapter fifteen, verses eighteen through nineteen. We gonna go. Let's see. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends for all the things that I have heard of my Father. I have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and you or, and ordained you, that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, that ye love one another. If the world hate you, ye know that it hated me before it hated ye, hated you. <laughs> if you, if ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, there, uh, therefore the world hateth you. Basically saying, what that saying is, he, Jesus isn't calling us servants. He's calling us friends. Once we can make that, once we make that relationship and that, that that connection with him, we're not servants. We're not like we are obeying and listening to him, but he's not calling us servants. Jesus is calling us friends because that's the relationship that you're trying to get on. You're trying to get on a one one on one conversation with Jesus. That prayer time, that long time, whatever it is that you want to do. If you want to pray, you want to talk, you want to write it out. You want to spell it out. It don't matter. Shout it out if you got to. When you're in church, clapping your hands and stomping your feet, whatever it is, whenever you want to praise the Lord, let that be your time to glorify him. You know, he ain't calling you a servant. He's calling you a friend. And he wants you to go out on, on, onto the 
amongst the nations and unto the nations to make disciples for him to and bear more fruit you know that could share the gospel because the world that we live in is a sinful place you know we got all these school shootings these people trying to blow up trains while people going to work trying to trying to attack people while at work, can't go to a concert without people having ARs and everything outside the hotel room, shooting people while they listen to good music. The Lord bestowed a great voice upon these people just to have a concert and trying to share their musical talents with these people. And sure enough, some, some crazy dude shooting bullets up outside of a hotel room. But you know what? That ain't none of us. It ain't that ain't for us, none of us to understand. The Lord will take care of them. You know, a lot of people always say, Well, Buck, I got to get mine, like up in Medea said uh, uh Medea goes to jail, told Dr. Phil, I got to get them before I gets got. And see, that's the thing. You ain't gotta get them before you get got. That ain't how the world should work. But sometimes that's how that's how people see it. But that ain't how it really should be it. Mm-hmm. Ain't how it should be, but that's how sometimes the world that's how some people see it. That ain't really how it should go because once you try to get God, once you try to get the people that got you, that's one time that karma going to get you. If you leave let well enough alone, you'll be all right. Sometimes it's hard. It ain't easy. It ain't easy just saying no. But if you can say no, trust me, the Lord going to take care of it. You may not see it. You may not see that person that stole your bike when you were seven. You may not see the person that's, that kicked you in your butt when you were sleeping. You may not see the person that stole your wife from you ever again. You may not know who ran up off with your money. You may not know who stole the tires off your car. Whatever it may be, don't worry about it. It does suck. It's going to suck and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be bad for a little moment. But that's only a momentarily thing. Because we ain't, we ain't promised to be on this earth forever. Because like I say, the Lord's going to come. The rapture will be here one day. And whenever that time coming, what are you going to be? Where are you going to be? We going up or down? I know where I'm going. What about you? That's the thing. That is the thing. So don't try to be, don't try to be all mad and angry and hateful towards those people. Just say, Lord be with them because I guess they so-called think they need it more than me because the Lord's going to bless you and he's going to bestow so many great blessings on to you. But you got to keep on pushing on, keep on striving, thriving, believing and achieving so that you may succeed up in it. You heard me? That's all it is. That's all it is. The last book we're going to read today is the, first, the book of Peter. First Peter chapter two, verse 11. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. So that's basically it. Like I say, it's all been about lust, you guys. Lust, lust, lust. Lust of the lust of the flesh, the eyes, and our pride. Our our passions, our possessions, as well as our position. Are we going to continue to be lustful in our flesh and our passions and our passionate desires that we want our sexual ways our desires are we going to be lustful in our eyes still in our possessions things of tv cars phones money whatever whatever gratifies and gives us pleasure are we going to be stuck into those ways or are we going to have lust of the pride which is our position are we going to Continue to stay in that spot, that lustful way, or are we going to try to get away and make a better day? 
because we can see those better days. We may not see or know when it's coming, but if you make that that one thing, if you make that change, slowly but surely, your life will start to change. Each and every day, you got to pave a way to make a better place for me and you. But that's all Big Buck got to say. We're going to end it up on the word of prayer because that's the main thing we need to do. Always pray. Lord, Lord, be right next to you. Lord, we thank you for today, and not just today, but each and every day that you bestow upon us. Lord, thank you for allowing me to bless, the, allowing me to speak, and having to use the words that you have bestowed upon me to speak to people, not to your disciples, to, to your children, Lord. Because, Lord, I know I'm not the best. I've fallen short, and I continue to fall. But, Lord, whenever I fall, Lord, pick me up, and, Lord, let me continue to try to share the gospel with others, no matter if it be on the streets, in the church, your house of worship, wherever it may be, through the connection of my cell phone or just some random act of kindness that I'm doing each and every day, Lord. Lord, let me continue to bestow great, great things upon other people as well as you bestowed great things upon me. Lord, bless my friends, my families, my friends and my foes, wherever they may do go to and fro. Lord, Continue to watch over us each and every day, Lord. We pray that we continue to strive and thrive for your greatness and your glory. In Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. From the 985 to the 601, coming to teach you what we know. It's been another edition of Buck Bites, son. Keep up, Lord. Keep up your faith. Keep it all up in one place. Hey. Thank you for listening to the Buck Bites podcast. Hopefully, y'all all love the podcast. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple, soundcloud youtube make sure you hit that notification bell too you heard me from the 985 to the 601 let's everybody get bit son